Voice of the Black and Amber, Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Friday evenings, Talk Sport on 88.7 FM with JJ Kavanagh, Bus and Coach Hire. And you're very welcome to Friday's Talk Sport here on Community Radio Kilkenny City on what can be described as a dirty Friday evening is the best way to describe it. Thankfully, I don't think there's any matches on that I'm aware of, but we'll be uh, there's horse racing obviously in Dundalk. They finished the horse racing in Wexford. We're going to Bear in a moment. We'll have the Greyhounds in James's Park. Not a great night for the Greyhounds, but a big stake out there. We'll have plenty of uh, previews of the Camogie, Lancer final in Dixborough and St Vincent's, and many other things besides. So I'm going to uh, kill that tune now because time is precious with us this evening. Paddy Kelly in the studio with me. Pat Tracy will also uh, be in with me. I have a little assistant here called Tomas Brennan beside me as well. I have to take care of him this evening. So, uh, Bear Scott, they're over in uh, Wexford, but they're uh, starting at 20 to 5 in Dundalk. What news have you got for us? Well, that's right, Nick. Well, I, can, I have the results from Wexford. It's just the winners only. They started fairly early down there today over the jumps. The 12.20 was won by number four. Glory be to God, Tom, 22-1. to one. The 12.50, this was won by number eight. Uh, sport in the park at 10-1. Then the 125 went to number two, double pink, 12-1. to one. Two o'clock, this was won by number four, Manila Crooner, 4-1. to one. The 235, the winner here was number nine, the king of PRs, 8-1. to one. 310 went to number one, Jericho, the bone, 9 to 2, and the 345 was won by number seven, Killing Time at 4 to 1. And that meant, of course, that all seven races went to non favourites in Whitesford this afternoon. And would you believe it, the trend has continued in Dundalk, where the 440 was won by number four, Port Augusta, 7 to 2. Second here was number three, Mint Man, 50 to 1. And third was number two, Fair Taxes, at 72. The beaten favourite was number seven, and eight ran. 510, this was won by a number 10, Cash or Crypto, 5 to 1. Second here was number two, at Volatile Analyst, at 6 to 1. And third was number one, the Amber Diplomat at 8 to 1. The beaten favourite here was number 5. And 14 ran. The 545 went to number 1, Bergamasco, 7 to 1. Second was number 3, Dream Ticket, at 14 to 1. And third was number 5, Miami Sunshine, 16 to 1. Number 2 was the beaten favourite there. And 13 ran. So that's seven races in Westford. Three in Dundalk, and none have been won by the favourite. The 6.15 in Dundalk is underway, and we might have the result of that for you before very long, but I'm going to have a look at the um, last four races in Dundalk, and maybe we might be able to pinpoint the winner. I'm not sure, but we, we'll give it a go. Uh, the first leg, or, uh, the first race, <laughs> rather, that I'm looking at is the 6.45, this is a handicap, and it's over a mile and a half. It's actually the second division of a handicap. The 6.15 is the first division, but as usual, it's pretty open, and the betting would tell you 
how open it is the last is they're going ninety two well today at lunchtime they were going ninety two number four gold and ten banks. It was then five to one number uh, three Sky Legend also five to one number five Elzem San five to one number eight San Castle six to one number ten Wishes and Dreams eight to one number one Ancient Queen Maid and any price bar. Well, as I say, it's a really open-looking race. I was looking at the, the leaders in, in the market, and uh, definitely Sky Legend, Golden Sandbanks, would not be without a chance. Uh, number one, Inchi Queen Madis, uh, that is attracting some very serious money today, and must have some sort of a chance, but it's not obvious. However, the one I would fancy in this race myself is number eight, San Castle. I think this lad might have opened up favourite today, but he's been a drifter in the betting, and that kind of surprises me. He's a horse and distance winner, but he's ferociously well handicapped in this race. He's drawn in prime uh, star one, but the draw shouldn't make much of a difference over a mile and a half. But believe you me, this fella has a really, really good chance. He has to be, unless he has lost the leg or something, he has to finish in the first three at least, and that's Sandcastle in the 6.45. Moving on to the 7.15, this is Aramid, and this is over a mile and a quarter. There are 14 down to go, and a lot of these will be running for the first time, so watch out, because you just never know what the... the Fellas says the lads making their debuts are going to throw up. The ones with the form, Banana Tree, Number Tree, that was the one that was shown as favourite favorite today. And this has been, it was 3 to 1 early on, but has been backed into 6 to 4. It's 3 to 1, then Number 11, Aparku. It's 9 to 2, Number 14, Skyquake. It's um, 13 to 2, Number 8, Pittsford. And Annie Price Bar. Banana Tree certainly has the form, but has had a lot of chances. Not a good sign when you see one like that in the maidens, but certainly has attracted the money. Aprakou's last run and only run has been a good one and would certainly have its followers this evening. Joseph O'Brien has sky quick, so I don't have to say any more. But uh, I just think Aprakou might be the one in that particular event. The 745 is a um, handicap over a mile and a quarter, and this is for three-year-olds and upwards. A very important non-runner here is number two, Luke Charto, I think, would have been certainly uh, among the more fancied ones. Uh, at one time today, it was giant favourite with number five, Jafel at four to one, along with number 13, Fairy Tale Princess. And it was six to one then, um, number seven, Benevente, and number eight, Autocrat. And around six to one, also number one, Longburn. And ten to one, number nine, Boom, Boom, Boom. Wide open this. Uh, they've all had, um, some of them have won races, but um, not very good ones, I have to say. But the handicapper is definitely uh, putting, making this one a tough one. I just think that number one, Longburn, he's only run three times, I think, from something like 30 runs. But this is the type of race, despite top weight, uh, he would have a big shout in. He's the one I'd be having a few bob on. And for the danger, maybe number seven, 
Benevente, which of course was a winner last time out. And the last race of the evening, the 8.15, which again is a handicap over a mile and a quarter. Again, the 14 runners, and we have probably the warmest favourite of the night in number two, Ayo de la Luna. 11 days it is, in fact. So four to one, then number three, Limestone Red. Nine to all the way out to nine to one, number 10, Lady Krista. And number 11, Master Garvey. Also around that price was number one, Cologne, uh, Cologne Court. And it was 10 to one, then Bar. It looked the favourite. The money tells you this one is obviously fancied. He's had a couple of decent runs. Hasn't won, but um, he's been a bit unlucky. He won't get a better chance than this. If you want to have an each way bet, I think Lady Krista number 10 might be the one for the each way punter. As always, Bear, thanks very much for that. And we're just going in to split the pot now and keep your, uh, keep your ears uh, peeled to the radio. All right, Bear, thanks. Yeah, that's Bear uh, there uh, giving us the uh, race. Now we're going straight into the draw and uh, this will be the last draw before our bumper uh, Christmas draw here in uh, Community Radio Kenny City. Our top prize this evening is €750. Now our Christmas draw actually will uh, the tickets will be out on sale in the coming weeks and the draw will take place on Wednesday the 20th of December uh, probably around 6 o'clock but that will be confirmed uh, by the station in due course but uh, we really look for your support for the Christmas draws or big fundraiser, one of our biggest fundraisers of the year, but we go straight into the draw now and uh, uh, yeah Marcella has been pulling out the tickets, let's see who the first winner is and it's uh, Declan Gibbons is smiling, that's all I know Call put that in front of the mic put there Declan, De- Barry, call out that Barry there will you please it's in house let me tell you go on Martina Leifar. Leifar, you're as lucky. Yeah, Martina Leifar. And, that's Kevin. And half of it. And uh, well done, Kevin. Congratulations. I know there'll be a, a little bit of celebration tonight. Let's see who our second winner is. Marcella's pulling it out now, and it is for €80. Euro. Very Henry. Ah, come on. No, it's it. Oh, she pulled two together. I have okay, to pull it back. All right, two together, yeah. Put your hand down. Okay. Two together. That's all right. That would We have to go back again. It's a former winner of the jackpot. She was smiling there at me today down in Oriadas, and she'll be smiling again now. Peg from Oriadas. Well done, 80 Peg. euro, Peg. Well done, Peg. And uh, the third prize is uh, 50 euro, and the winner is Barry. Call it out there. It's uh, E. It looks like Burke to me. We have a telephone number for E. Burke. Would you say Burke? E. Burke? Yeah. Yeah, E. Yeah, Burke, and we have a tele- telephone number for that one. And that, and you get 50 quid, well, sure is a better than a slap in the mouth with a wet haddock. Absolutely. <laughs> OK, we'll, uh, we'll get those names called out again in a couple of moments. As always, we're very grateful for uh, your support here in Community Radical City for our Split the Pot. And don't forget now, there'll be no draw again until the 20th of December. The Christmas tickets are out, the raffle prizes for those, and all the prizes will be published on our social media outlets and on our website. And we do really earnestly look forward to 
your support there will be a whopping do we know what the first prize is going to be Declan? 1,500 1,500 there you go so for 2 euro that's surely worth dipping your uh, dipping your finger into your pocket and pulling out uh, a little bit of, a little bit of paper maybe rather than the coin on this occasion so well done and uh, to that Barry and it's sale time as well you know the Black Saturday or Black Friday what is it called Black, Black Friday, Friday yeah. Black Friday yeah okay well we have a Black Friday on our Christmas draw so if you're predisposed to this here's the best offer you're not going to get a better offer than this I give you three tickets for a fiver or I give you six for a tenner and then go on in multiples after that if you have more money left but be that as it may three for a fiver six for a tenner that's and, the best uh, we'll be value an, an all out. that's good value now Nicky absolutely even Barry. you wouldn't give him that absolutely Nicky. Barry and one more and let me also say it's uh, it's uh, fantastic to have you back here in the studio well, thank you and thank uh, you. Good, good to see you Barry you've thank had a tough you. time lately okay. okay we'll take a break the voice of the black and amber Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Friday evenings, Talk Sport on 88.7 FM with JJ Kavanagh, Bus and Coach Hire. Yeah, very welcome back to the programme. We'll get all that sheet in from Declan in a moment when it's written up. And uh, we better give the uh, the Greyhounds tonight, first of all, the bad old night for the Greyhounds, but the first race is the 7.30. Welcome to Kilkenny Track 525. We're going for number one, Lebon Julia, Tom Lennon, Don and trained to get a better number five, Michael Cullen out from Pat Tracy's country, Borden Church, Angie, number five. Second race at Split the Pot. At, uh, we're going for uh, number two Bogger Rocky to get the better of uh, Paddy Sinnott's Bogger Rocky is of course a lean peacock dog on the train to get the better of Paddy Sinnott's Blackstone Senna number four race number three the Biles Sports Bookmakers A4525 we're going for a dog that had a lot of success in the past number three Raha Seco uh, owned by Stephen Dunn and uh, Marissa Malloy trained by Morty Lahey to get the better of uh, Damien O'Connell's Tom Lahey trained Vickers Hill Boy number, that's number five Race number four, it's the Lynchiest Boy at Stud, A3 Bitch 5 to 5 semi final. That's an 800 euro to the winner next week. We're going for number three, uh, Gavin Johns owned Carol Rams Autumn Train, Sleeve Bloodma. Uh, sorry, we're not going for that. We're going for number five, Shade Dog Pot from Bobby Walsh's owned uh, Gary Walsh trained to get the better of number three, Sleeve Bloodma. So five to get the better of three in that race. Race number five, the second semi-final of that stake, we're going for number one, Ascot Bella, Billy Murphy, Francis Mullen owned and trained to get the better of number three, Alan McDonald's owned and trained Volcano Honey. Race number six is the first heat of another big stake with 5,000 to the winner in a couple of weeks. We're going in this heat for the oh, the holder of the title, number three, check for Sir. It's a syndicate from Allah trained by Carl Ramsbottom to get the better of number six, Arigal Rise, Jer Kerwin owned, James J. Frisbee trained. Race number seven, heat two of that valuable stake. We're going for number six, Avangate Playby, Nicky Clear, Cindy Nolan owned and trained to get the better of uh, Pat number five, Maori Man, Pat Comfort owned, Marty Lahey trained. Race number eight, heat three of that stake. We're going for number four, another Carol Ramsbottom train, Gavin Johns owned a Schlieve Gullion, in this case, number four, to get the better of number six, Willie Ramsbottom, Carol Ramsbottom train, Deadly Crusader. So we're giving Carol Ramsbottom two chances there in that. Heat four of that stake, uh, number three, Talchin Sid. It's a John Brosnan, Paul Hines owned, Paul Hennessy trained, Sorry, that's going second, but we think the dog, the grace, will be run by number six, Brian Kerwin's owned and trained, Sassy Sonny, so six to beat uh, three in that one. Uh, race number ten, 
Greyhound make great pets, A3525, going for number one, Liam Peacock's owned and trained Bogger Murray, to get the better of number three, a Patrick Beanie owned and trained Rat Duff Soldier. In the final race of the night, around 20 to uh, 10, we're going, it's the Time Greyhound Nutrition, A2525, we're going for number one, Michael O'Donovan's owned Marty Lahey trained Head in the Window, to get the better of Liam Peacock's number four, Bogger Dusty, and that's the racing from uh, James's Park this evening. We hope the weather doesn't discommode owners and trainers and supporters there too much. Okay, we're going uh, Camogie now, and let's hear what Donald Carroll has to say, the manager of Dixborough, and we also have words with uh, Aoife Prendergast. This is what Donald had to say to me earlier. Well, I'm delighted to be joined by uh, Donald Carroll, the manager of the Dixborough Camogie team. They play a huge game on Sunday against St. Vincent from Dublin in the Leinster final. And uh, Donald, I suppose the obvious question to start off with, uh, is everyone in the camp OK? Oh, everyone, everyone is, is fine, Nicky. Thanks very much and ready to go. Yeah, we're, we're lucky we've gone through a few hard matches and any of the minor knocks and bruises we've picked up have been sorted out at this stage. Well, hopefully those hard matches will certainly do you no harm against uh, St. Vincent's team. That's a, a pretty experienced team now and uh, I think they're coming into this game uh, feeling fairly confident judging by what I'm reading. Yeah, um, they, are, they are confident. They're the, they're the provincial champions at the moment. They're the Dublin champions. They're a good, strong, physical side, well able to hurl. You know, they're every reason to be confident um, we'll see what we can do on, on Sunday but um, no no it'll be, certainly be a big challenge for us Against St Martins I mean you were there was very little in the game for a while and then you came good uh, toward, throughout the second half but uh, that's those sort of games how did you see the St Martins match in terms of the development of your team? Yeah we're like if you go back to the, the county final against Mangap we were going very well we were moving very well Martins then was a totally different game you know there was you could tell the scores weren't coming as easy, the conditions were worse. You're getting into into winter hurling now at this stage, so it's a different game. Every score is a lot more precious than it would have been in the earlier on in the championship. And you're playing you're now playing champions, you know, you're playing the, the, the top teams in the country, which is where we're we're delighted to be, you know, delighted to be at that table at the moment. But these are teams we're playing against. Um they're going to be experienced, they're going to be very hard to break down and we were lucky uh, the goal Jenny Clifford got a great goal which kind of set us on the road then in the second half You've seen St Vincent's uh, have you pinpointed any key players on them or is it a question of every one of their 15 could be potential match winners at any stage? Oh sure they are like they, they'll, they'll talk about Ashling Maher and that and, and a lot an awful lot goes through her but they have plenty of they have plenty of players they have a, a very big Neve Heatherton a very big girl fine girl there's a Kelleher at midfield or they're they're very strong. They'll be physically now. They'd be a big strong team, um, but they're it, it, we it, we wouldn't kind of fall into the trap of just trying to pinpoint one or two. You know, we'll just have to we'll have to take them on one to fifteen and see how we go. Now you mentioned you alluded to the weather there a moment ago. Obviously, that's always a factor this time of the year. Nobody likes to play on a on a wet or miserable wet day, and that's something you have to factor in. But I suppose you just take it as it comes. You can't really do anything about the elements. I'm afraid at this stage. No, like and 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 in fairness, uh, that we've played a couple of hard slogs in the in the rain. I mean, the league final you wouldn't put a cat out in the weather. The league final was played in down in Skjok, and in fairness, the Skjok they managed to get a pitch even ready for us. Um, the, we've we've played, we've had a good few hard battles now um, this year, and we just have to get it into the mindset that we're going into a hard battle again. We certainly won't have it all our own way. We're going to have to 
try and exploit when we are dominant and then be able to suck it up when, when Vincent's are on top as they will be during the match. Now last Sunday down in Carlow we were at the match down there with Lachlan Gales and went out in the field after it is a good pitch mm-hmm. so at least you're going into a, a good field that's uh, probably been, been used a fair bit but nevertheless is in good shape for this time of the year uh, that'll be something you'll be pleased to know Oh yeah, no. The, the the better the 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 surface, the firmer the surface, the better. As we're saying, like um, Vincent's are probably physically bigger than us, probably physically stronger than us. So we'll have to try and exploit space then. So the better condition the pitch is in, it might hopefully then we'll be able to. Um, use that to our advantage. Of course, the Cliffords and their only part of your team have been to the forefront and uh, Eva Prendergast has been playing particularly well and he seems to be enjoying playing closer to goal too. Yeah, it was... Um, we've, we've kind of talked earlier on about some of the moves that that we had made and, and like with any time anytime you'd, you'd make these moves, they seem a great idea on paper but then there's the whole execution of it as well and we have been lucky that um, Kiva Dundowling going in at, at centre-back has, has she slotted in very well it has freed up Neve Phelan to, to do a more of a roaming role out on the wing Aoife moving up front has gone very well Tara Clifford going in full-back and you, you know you're lucky it's, you'd be, you, you couldn't depend on all of these moves working but at the moment the various moves that, that we've made they seem to have gelled fairly well Well look Donald we won't uh, hold you any longer and thanks for taking time and we'll uh, have a few words with you on Sunday and we hope we're going to be talking to you as the new Leinster champions good luck to you and all the team uh, on Sunday Thank you very much Nicky Thank you very much thanks for that right, yeah, Now we've been for as well we might get a play this evening not Pat will play tomorrow um, P- Paddy um, Dixborough, this is not going to be an easy match for Dixborough. They are playing the reigning Leinster champions. That's right, and they lost to Sarsfields by a point in the semi-finals last year, if I can recollect uh, there. I know it was a tight game. But uh, no, it's not easy for Dixborough, but in fairness to them, uh, they will have the experience of a Leinster final there a couple of years ago. They played Euler the Ballad there, and uh, they, they probably learned from that. They're a couple of years older, a couple of years wiser, and hopefully they, they, they'll get over the. It's going to be a tough match. It's, Couple of points either way. Either way, I think I think it's going to be. But in fairness to Dixborough, uh, they've put a, a run together. They've uh, knuckled down, and uh, Vincent's in Dublin will not be simple. They'll be a physical team. They'll run at you. You know, they're very the club teams in Dublin. As I said to you there earlier on, they seem to be making great progress now, like that. But when it comes to their county team, they just don't seem to transcend that onto the county team. But looking at uh, looking at it there, I'm, I'm expecting a, a good match, a tight match. But I think the experience of two years ago and um, they put a good run together, I would be hopeful that the Borough would get over this tie. What about you, Pat? Uh, Pat Donald Carroll talks about them being a strong physical team. Is the fact much of a factor? At uh, this time of the year, it is, yeah. But uh, what I've always liked about the Borough is the way uh, their defence always attacked the ball. Yeah. They're, all, it, it, they're always out in front and uh, they're always looking to, to, to hurl the ball. They're not, the, they mightn't be the biggest team, but they're very, they're they have a great unity right across the the whole um, the the whole field, and uh, they work they work very hard for each other. Uh, so look, uh, I'd say to keep it a, a lowish scoring game would be the thing for the borough and uh, that uh, you know they will have their work cut out because the team that's won Dublin the last two years and won two Le- uh, won Leinster as well and they're going for back to back Leinster titles. You know you you're you're. You go there and you're crossed. Yeah, well, after losing the, the semi-final by a point last year, mm. they'll obviously be fierce determined to go go one better this year. Now, I know they have to play a final first, but it, they'll see it as a, 
OK, an insurmountable object on the way, they'll, they'll still feel they'll be able to get over the border. They'll have confidence. Yeah, and Sarsfields are sort of the standard as well because uh, uh, they are, uh, they went on to win the All-Ireland title. They were in the final the year before and they won it the year before. So they are the, they are the standard. Yeah, yeah, they the are, they are the yeah. benchmark now. Yeah. You know, and uh, they were very... Yeah. Uh, and for Vincent to come to within a point of, of actually yeah. uh, taking, taking a match on him, it, it says... That, uh, the, the leaps and bounds that Club Horland Club Camogie has made in, in, in Dublin so you know normally you wouldn't say that a Dublin team would have a great chance of being favourites or anything like that but that they've dispelled that in the last two years so they're on a run and uh, I'm be hopeful for the Borough I'd be very hopeful as you say if it's a tight game or anything like that the Dixford defence is very good uh, you know they, they don't concede much show that against St. Martins and uh, hopefully they'll get over OK we'll go to our first uh, we'll go to our break in a couple of minutes but I just want to play that into with the Pendagos before we do the latest bit the pot throw is the first price to Martina Lafar 750 euro sold here in KCLR or in CRKC uh, second prize to Peg O'Keefe 80 euro sold in Oriadis and third prize Edward Burke uh, 50 euro sold in Top Isle so that's it uh, this is what Eva had to say there's a very interesting development on Sunday uh, we'll be worth noting in this uh, Liam Kelly O'Rourke from Kilkenny People and ourselves here uh, was chatting to uh, Eva Prendergast Eva Prendergast a big couple of days for you with St Vincent's on the horizon on Sunday how are you feeling about it? Yeah, looking forward to it now. It's a great position to be in instead of playing with our club this time of year. Yeah, really look forward to the game now. We'll, we'll have a lot to do. They're going to be a, a strong physical team with lots of experience. So we're going to have to be on our A game now for Sunday. So all focus turns to that. Uh, what's the build-up been like since the St. Martin's victory? Have you been able to maybe get the balance right between a little bit of a rest and then getting the training in good order? Yeah, our management team will be good for that now. It'll be a mixture of trying to mind ourselves and then trying to get mm. good training sessions in as well. So we trained tough now last week and then taper back then this week and another training session then on Friday with just a light session. So St. Martin's were never going to be easy and they, and they really did bring a test on the day. Yeah, they did. They're a super team. They really stood up on the day and we, we had... A battle to fight they were a, go- a good physical team and they really brought it to us yeah it was nothing easy and eight points for yourself in the full forward position you, you've you made that position your own during the Kilkenny Championship and into Leinster as well yeah just trial there in one training session with Kilkenny and Brian just kind of tried around me there so kind of slotted into it well so mm. yeah look I got eight points but there are eight points from freeze we have to win the freeze as well to, to be able to score them so and yeah it's credit to girls around me as well we're in county final season be it with the hurling or the camogie and how are you feeling heading into Leinster because sometimes like especially in your case two years without the senior championship you're going to enjoy yourselves you're going to go out and have have a great time with your teammates so is it difficult at all to get back into the mindset with the dark evenings and trying to get back training when you've almost climbed the mountain Do you, how did you find that transition? Hopefully yeah we really enjoyed ourselves after the county final we, we celebrated that one it's a tough battle to get out with Kilkenny so we definitely we celebrated that then yeah we were back training and then the Wednesday after the county final and that was a bit of a slog alright but we, we were happy enough to be back training look it's it's a great position to be in you just have to look at the positives you can't be looking looking out the window and looking at the rain and, and the darkness you have to just take the positive from it and be grateful that we're we're still playing club mm-hmm. this time of year there's so many people that love to be in our position so yeah we just have to look at the positives and drive on from that and it's been quite a journey for this crop of Dixborough players I think if we take it back to 2019 the last four years I mean there's been disappointments along the way but as a whole it's been a fairly successful period 
It has, yeah. We've a we've a super super panel layer. So, um, look, there's ups and downs, but when there's ups, we we enjoy them even more. Then, uh, yeah, we won the the county final two years ago as well, and then two years previous to that again. So, yeah, look, we're in a great position. Uh, we've a super team there, super panel. We know that if if we go out, give 110 percent, that there's someone just as good as us to come on, and everyone's putting in the work. There's huge huge um, effort being put in this year. So. That's great. And the challenge of St. Vincent's, it really doesn't need any build-up. I mean, a puck of a ball away from winning the All-Ireland, Leinster champions as well. I mean, that's what Camogie is all about, really, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. They're a super team. They're going to be strong. They're going to be physical. They're they're well experienced. They're reigning champions. So it's going to be a super game, and it's it's going to be a tight one. I'd say. Um, I'd imagine anyway. And just hopefully we can we can up our standards now and bring our best performance, and the result will tell itself then after that. Mm. Have you focused much on what they're going to bring to Sunday? No, we haven't actually. We haven't even spoke about them yet, now, to be honest. But we're just focusing on ourselves for the moment. But I'm sure our management team will, will study them well and we'll take from there. But as players, we focus on ourselves, focus on our team and what we're going to do. Sometimes when, when you have disappointments, it's, it's best to put them at the back of your mind as quickly as possible. But at the same time, I'd say... The, the loss to Owler at the ballot two years ago, it's it's maybe in the back of the head and it's a, a healthy driver for you. Yeah, look, we bottled up that that heartache when, when it happened at the time, but the most important thing that we've taken from that game, I suppose, is experience. We were never in that position before um, that game, so we took experience from it and hopefully that'll help us over the line on Sunday. It's been a long season now, and like it gets bigger as it goes by from from uh, the local championships to the provincials. Have you learned anything about yourselves as a team in that period? And is there any fundamentals that you feel you need to get right on any given day to get over the line? I think the most important thing that we've learned about ourselves this year is is what we can do as as a team. There be no individuals now on our on our panel. We. We're very close in ability, we're very close in a team in general, um, relationship-wise. So, yeah, it's just about trying to get the best out of ourselves, get the best out of the team. And we know that there's so many players there fighting for a position to come on. So, no, I suppose the most important thing that we learned this year is, is the strong panel that we have. Yeah, and even uh, I was president at the game against Wallingham in the county final. It was noticeable that even though position, you still didn't want to give an inch, and that must be instilled from the management team to, to keep going until minute 60. Oh, yeah, definitely. We want to get the best out of ourselves for as long as we can. We've done a lot of work on our, our phys- the physical side of the game and running with the ball, running off the ball. So I suppose just our fitness levels will be quite high at the moment, and we want to keep that going. We don't want to drop off at any stage of the match because especially in Kilkenny if we dropped off at any stage any team it's so competitive that any team would catch up to us so yeah it's a game is never over until the final whistle and our management team haven't still that in us Final word then Aoife we're here in partnership with AIB Sunday doesn't need any bigging up it's a big game in its own right but they're bringing in a new initiative this weekend and I think you're part of it Yeah look we're trying out new technology so a camera it's going to be focusing up from a player's view so it's going to be focusing out the way how onto the pitch um, it's a great initiative I'm really excited to see see what content it brings what footage it brings and hopefully it'll mm. showcase all the skills and physicality of Komi itself and credit to AIB for getting on board with it they're always great ambassadors for promoting female women in sport and stuff like that so it's great to have them on board too Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM 
Friday evenings Talk Sport on 88.7 FM with JJ Kavanagh Bus and Coach Hire. And you're very welcome to the last section of the programme. Now, we'll bring the lads in in a couple of moments. I want to thank Liam Kelly O'Rourke for that interview, our interview with the Aoife, Aoife Prendergast, Liam from the Kilkenny people, and he's still part of the setup here. And he also uh, obliged us with an interview with Michelle T. Now, it's a very special day for Michelle and uh, quite a number of camogie players and hurlers as they're heading off to South Africa today. It's a mission undertaken by the GPA every year and uh, credit to them all. Now, obviously, Michelle would want us all to help out with her fundraising but this is Michelle chatting to um, Liam Kelly O'Rourke. It's a big couple of weeks for you and you're on the campaign trail when it comes to funding. Tell me more. Yeah, there's a there's a lot to be done, but people are very generous. But there's loads of different ways it can be done, but we're delighted to be a part of it. I'm absolutely delighted to be a part of it. And Self-Help Africa have been doing stuff like this for years. So the fact that the GPA now that we can come in and help support them by actually physically going out and doing something to help. It's really exciting. So the more donations we get, the the better. 10,000 euros is a lot per, per person, but the hopes is that we raise 500,000 between us all before we head out. So it'll be amazing. Well, it'll be fantastic and all to a very worthy cause. Do you remember how the idea was uh, brought to you, Michelle? Or, and how did you feel about it? started last year. So my teammate Grace Walsh went out last year to Kenya and there's a whole programme on TG Cahir about it. So she came back with everything she learned from being out there and I just thought it was really inspiring and it was great so I wanted to be a part of it so it kind of came through the GPA they kind of offer it to any players playing for their county so that's kind of how it came to light but kind of seeing firsthand what Grace was talking about was kind of made me really interested and wanting to kind of see it for myself and help out too. Like the conversations you must have had with Grace over the last year or so they maybe settled a few nerves if you had any in and added to the excitement as well. Oh yeah they're still there though obviously it's something completely different something I've never done before and it's always hard going doing something that's kind of unknown and even her coming back telling telling us all was amazing but you could see I just felt like I feel like I have to go do it for myself to really see you could see how humble she was from the experience so it'd be great to kind of go out and, and see it for myself too the situation in Africa I think has been going on for as long as anyone can remember and we often see the ads on television about poor kids and their parents and, and they're really in, in some serious hardships so to even be able to have some sort of influence on it in a positive way it, it's a feel good factor as well that's it like we all see global warming even in Ireland we can we can see sorry what climate change the effects of it even in Ireland so like over there the, the locals they're they're mostly farmers the local farmers out there are they don't use machine machinery they don't do any of that so they're among kind of the they're among the who contribute the least to climate change but then the effects are the most on them you know so it's it's really heartbreaking to kind of see that so what I love about self-help Africa they kind of make it their point to go out and kind of educate and like enable farmers rather than just going out and doing it for them you know like we're meeting and the locals out there and we're planting trees together it's not just us going out doing it for them we're actually there amongst the community helping them like we can so even when we're gone that they'll they'll have tools to kind of use for for their farming and for their land the excitement as i I touched on there i'm sure is palpable but the fact as well that you're going out with fellow ga players like there's a serious side to it but i'd I'd say there'll be a, a lot of crack had along the way as well yeah no it will be great the itinerary there does look great we're going to be 
playing against the so- a soccer team out there too. We're going to be playing some Gaelic football games just to really get amongst the community out there, kind of, and get get the most of the experience. So yeah, hopefully it'll be a massive experience, and I'll come back with loads of tales to tell. We are heading out on the seventeenth of November, so not long at all. Yeah, so we're going to Nairobi and Eldoret. I'm definitely saying these places wrong, but. But yeah, we're going out and we're doing a bit of travelling around there, planting trees and we're visiting Alive and Kicking, which are a company who actually manufacture soccer balls. But they have given jobs to locals, over 1,000 jobs to locals. So it's it's great. It's great what they're doing out there. And we're just going to go and see if we can add to any of it. Just another aspect as well. I know uh, you were using social media over the last couple of weeks and there's these fine looking jerseys available as well if anyone wants to donate as part of that. Yeah, McKeever Sports have been absolutely brilliant and they're actually lovely jerseys. There's three different types there and they're very kindly offering 25, 20 euro of the 45 euro goes to our funds, which is amazing. The jerseys make really good Christmas presents. We're in an age now where everyone likes a nice snazzy jersey being it, be it a exactly, training top yeah. or just a general jersey and they're, they're well worth the investment and I'd say that goes towards a donation or people can just uh, visit your iDonate page as well Yeah, so that's obviously a nice way that you can get something back for, for the donation by getting the jersey but if you just want to donate I have an iDonate page it's up on my Instagram both links are actually but I'm sh- I'll share it with you and it is up around the place but yeah, any sort of donation or even if you just want to contact me like any businesses or anything that, that find it would not want to get involved and help out would be really really appreciated I'm sure the club James Stevens and the county have been very supportive of this and going into the new year I'm sure you're very excited on both fronts oh yeah we are like I am going out representing Kilkenny and representing my club and my school Cascomer Community School so I'm hoping I'll come back with a good lot to kind of share and even use community wise when we come back but yeah looking forward to the year ahead whole fresh new start in with Kilkenny there and we'll see with club next year too yeah yeah. obviously last year was going to be very hard to live up to but you, you held your own at senior anyway and that was the main thing in the first year back yeah no very proud of the girls I don't think we were expected to go as far as we did and we probably could have even went further but we'll build on it at least we have stuff to, to build on with the club so it's looking it's looking good well, look, we wish Michelle well, and as she said, she has an I Donate page. They're landing in Africa today, but uh, the fundraising will continue. So if you can help Michelle, uh, please do. Our thanks again, once again, to Liam Kelly Rook from the Kilkenny People and a member of our team here. Just before I go to the lads to talk other things, there will be an interview tomorrow with Pat, uh, Pat Trace. We'll have an interview that I recorded this evening with Peter Fortune. Peter is a loud hurler, originally from... Uh, uh, St Mullins and Carlow and he talks about the whole issue at the moment of a number of counties uh, being proposal that to be uh, taken out of the National Hurry League Pat will have that tomorrow on uh, between 1 and 2 now just a quick run through some of the other sports before we go to the lads to get their views on a few other matters in the Rugby URC tonight it's Ulster versus the Lions tomorrow it's uh, Sharks versus Connacht Bunster versus Stormers and Leinster versus Scarlets uh, big hullabaloo out in uh, Las Vegas at the moment don't know if Paddy Kelly or Pat Tracy were ever in Las Vegas but the Las Vegas Grand Prix has taken place uh, and it's supposed they call it the greatest show on earth but they've had some shambles because as the cars were driving around one of the potholes opened up and uh, a lid came off one of the potholes and it's caused consternation anyway in golf the world the DP World Tour Championship is on in uh, Dubai with the RSM Classic in uh, the US in hockey on Saturday men's division 1A Kilkenny Force Rat Gar Force all Kilkenny games are at home actually tomorrow that's the 1A Kilkenny Force versus Ratgar 
Force Division 5, Kilkenny Seconds versus YMCA Forts. Women's Division 1, Kilkenny First versus Buckris First. Women's Division 7, Kilkenny Seconds versus Narcadere Thirds. And Women's Division 10, Kilkenny Thirds versus Portran Thirds in basketball. Uh, Kilkenny, Barbell City Hawks, they travel to Dublin for half five tomorrow evening and play Abbey Seals at Dublin Lions. And uh, I see where yellow butt slitters are compulsory from January 2024. Might be a topic Pat will be touching tomorrow because uh, uh, there's a certain gentleman involved with uh, Kill Macau he'll be talking to tomorrow he may have a little story on that big club championship games tomorrow and this weekend on Sunday uh, in Munster Killadangan versus Clonlair at 2 and the Piercing versus Valley Gunner at 4 and in Ulster it's uh, Sunday all well 4 o'clock Cushendall versus Bal- Portaferry that's in Armagh it's a semi-final and Ireland of course have a couple of big games they play Netherlands in the European Championships and uh, they will play Norway in under 21 that's tonight so heading towards the end of uh, Stephen Kenny's reign. Uh, guys, what's your comment, uh, Pat Tracy, on the retirement of Parik Welsh? Uh, we've uh, we've uh, lost a good one there, and that's an understatement. Yeah, probably the, one of the most versatile players uh, we've had over the last while, and uh, he played in the full back line, half back line, midfield, half forward line, everywhere. Yeah. 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 What well, would you say? Is, is versatility an advantage or a disadvantage <laughs> if you're involved with Kenny? Sometimes it can cost you, yeah. you know, <laughs> being so versatile. Although we have a lad getting an all-star at centre-back tonight and won an all-star in the forwards. <laughs> yeah. So, can work ball. Yeah, Tommy can. Welsh has yeah. got all-stars a few places. That's right. But yeah, in terms sure. of Parik Walsh, he was the go-to Mr. Reliable all the time, though, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, and, and inspirational as well. Yeah. You know, he made that dash up the field yeah. and uh, put a ball over the bar and uh, lifted everyone. He, uh, he was just, he was great. You know, we'll, we'll I, miss him. Yeah, I enjoyed uh, watching him, in fairness. You know, it's it's some achievement for the family there. You know, you have Tommy, uh, Parik, you have young Shane there and Grace, you know, they're all, it's, it's a family steeped in, in GA tradition but Parik I used to love watching him especially in the half back line as Pat alluded to he'd go up the, the, the sideline there and he'd pop over a point especially when Kenny were under pressure and like that and uh, he'd be missed and uh, I wish him the very best and, and I know he's going to be playing with the club and I know that he's training some teams so I wish he's him the very the best the 21 team I'll be yeah. there tomorrow they're playing Bally Rackish and we'll be talking about yeah. those in a minute um, but no great Pat um, All Stars yes I think at five we got as many as we could have expected I, I, I think the optimum that's the word yeah I think that's yeah. the word yeah we got as many as you could could hope oh. for yeah yeah, yeah just, but obviously it's uh TJ getting a, an all-star at the age he got you know yeah. Skeen and Frank Cummins were up there as well now to be fair you have to take the time my view you take the totality of the year in TJ's case and you can't say there was few weak with him he might have always set the world on fire into county but when you add in the club he was just magic oh he was outstanding yeah I think he had an outstanding year and like he was hurler of the year in Kilkenny as well you know when you look <laughs> at his so yeah. his consistency over the year yeah. is unequalled and it's always good, Pad, Paddy, to see a, a first all-star for somebody in on Cody. And yeah. he had a good year in the Intercounty. He had. He had a good year. And it's, uh, you know, another Shamrocks man. And, and they're carrying on a tradition there. They've won an awful lot of all-stars. I don't know how many in, in, in total and all like that. But uh, he's had a good year. And hopefully that it'll, it'll act as a catalyst for him going forward that he can keep up that standard, you know. Does it also say, Pat, Owen Murphy has had a busier time in recent years in goal? If you look back <laughs> on the, at the period 
made of James McGarry yeah. where, yeah. where Kenny were so dominant I mean it was just it, crazy McGarry never got an all-star but that doesn't mean all Murphy is not worthy of his all-star I, uh, he was brilliant and should the save he made uh, against uh, Clare seen, yeah. you know you never seen the likes of it never. Uh, it was just uh, just instinctive and, uh, and in the last moments in the context of the save and the whole lot you know you yeah, kind of two highlights of yeah. the year. There was the save in the semi-final and the goal in the Leinster final. They were two just yeah. moments. And captured, the, captured yeah. a year, so it yeah. is. Yeah. And yeah. of course, we can't forget the duo from just uh, pucking the ball down the road, the two O'Loughlin's guys, ah. Mikey Butler and Hugh Lawler. Ah, yeah. Yeah. They just, they just uh, in this year, they just carried on from where they were last year. Yeah, well, sure. Hugh Lawler is the best full-back in the country uh, by, by a mile. He is. Yeah. Yeah, he's just brilliant. And, and Mikey yeah. Butler is... And Mikey he, is... He, I, I don't know what is about him but I mean he, he has he, I put him a bit in the Van Larkin mould in that his popularity as a corner back he just people yes, love charisma yeah, yeah, charisma yeah, yeah, he brings yeah, yeah, something yeah, to the game yeah, and he's yeah. your go-to man that's to right yeah. if you have a big name that you want to someone to be sorted yeah. give him to Mikey Butler yeah yeah, yeah. he's just uh, yeah he's just been, so he, been great he may very well have to do that next week again young uh, young screeny probably yeah. probably yeah yeah, yeah. No Paddy, better man. The under twenty one championship this uh, this yeah. weekend. I suppose uh, there's a, there's obviously two games in in the, in the A, and as the yeah. top game, to be fair, has to be Thomastown and Moonkine. The reigning, uh, the reigning champions against a team that beat them in the county at that uh, they beat in the county final. Yeah. So um, that's going to be a good game. It's going to be a cracking game, uh, Nicky. And fairness to Thomastown, uh, a lot of their 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 team, their adult team is. Uh, uh, on, on this team and Moonkine you know they're probably trying to put the disappointment of the county final uh, behind them and maybe this will be uh, something that they will try and get over and, and try and get over Thomastown I reckon it's a right, it's a right good game as we've seen last year it was I won't say it's a turkey shoot but if you score I'll score and that's I the know. way it's going to be you know Pat, you'll be popping down the road at two o'clock to sidekick Liam Kelly Rook. We'll have live commentary from Johns Park. The O'Loughlin Gales against Dixborough. Dixborough would be favourites on this one, but uh, there's, there's a good buzz about O'Loughlin Gales these times. I, uh, when you have, uh, you know, when your senior team is after winning the county final, and there's a whole confidence in the in the club after that. So um, yeah, they'll, they'll and their neighbours sure look. They'll give uh, the borough, the borough, the LB, the fa- are the favourites uh, for the championship. But you know, you can't, you can't depend on anything. No, absolutely well, not. The meet like that. What about yourself? You'll be heading down for a half twelve, uh, throwing against uh, Kel McCow. You'll be keeping in touch with Rory Williams. Yeah, well, Kel McCow are the are, are, are the the team of this this grade. The last three years, I suppose they're the one is a the year before last, beaten in the county final last year by a pint or two. They're in the semi final this year. Uh, Dale's fourth. Uh, they have uh, plenty of good hurlers, uh, plenty of exciting players coming through. Short, maybe three that they'd like to have. Have, but uh, they're they're just going to have to live with that and go down and uh, try and kill Mc- be Kilmacow in their own backyard. Ah, uh, we just have a couple of minutes left, Paddy. We need to go through this quickly. Tullerone yeah. and St Pat's. Tullerone indeed have to be favourites here. Oh, they would. Yeah, uh, I watched them there last year, and uh, just a small thing would have probably got them over the line. I, I you'd have the fancy Tullerone. St Martin's and uh, Galway wind up up in Coon. Pat uh, Martin's gave some uh, beating to Lisdowney last week. They did. Yeah, both teams had good wins now. That was a uh, 
that was a good win by uh, Galmai Weingap against Comer oh, as well given so, the poor start. yeah yeah yeah, and so. also going on to Sunday then you'll be at the Roaring Young Ireland's I don't know much about them how are you seeing that? Uh, Young Ireland's probably have the advantage you know they won the under 19 and uh, the Roaring Steag short own Ling so the Roaring Steag were uh, quietly pleased to come out of Piltown with a win the last day well, imagine, uh, big game down in Park Narrath at Glenmore Glenmore and Tullaher that'll be a tasty game now mm, massive game here and uh, <laughs> Tullaher uh, yeah Tullaher rubbing their hands having a crack at Glenmore Glenmore was uh, three uh, three Kikenny panellists yeah. panellists in there as well so this one will draw a crowd and uh, there'll be plenty of energy in this one there will be and finally Paddy do you have Connie any chance again the Fenians I would Why, look you know underage you don't know what's going on what way whoever turns up on the day will, will, will get over it but look you'd have to give him a chance in fairness to him ok we have uh, just a minute left a quickie Pat Kildangan Kildangan or Clanlara I think Kildangan uh, uh, it's in Thurless yeah, they just have that maybe the extra game in the championship and all in recent mm. times might help them. Yeah, Clanlara were uh, Clanlara did awful well to win the Clare Championship, but uh, I think Kiladangan, you know, this is their second. Is that Clan, win. That's John Condon's club. It is, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it yeah. depends on what way yeah. he celebrates tonight yeah, as well, yeah. I suppose. <laughs> Paddy, do you give the Pierce any chance against Bally Gunner? Ah, oh, you would, in, in fairness. Uh, I know Bally Gunner are the, probably the most farm team after the Shamrocks in, in club championship, but any team that comes out of Limerick, they won't be too simple. Where's that one? been played that one has been played in Limerick yeah Yeah. that one could go either way it could that's it lads time has gone up with us and uh, I want to thank uh, Pat and uh, Paddy Kelly thanks to all the support to split the pot and well done to Martina Lafarge Paul Brophy with community it's not a Paul Brophy it's a communities in action special that's actually coming up here tonight and it'll be on 